Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Kurt. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing doing well. Um, All things considered. As far as what I'm going to launch into in these next couple episodes, <laughs> it might seem the opposite of what I'm saying right now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing some anthology films. Uh, which is a format I like a lot, uh, but they don't always work. Uh, I'm looking at the second recording we're doing this week where I was like, this is, this is just a mess. This is like somebody like just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, uh, and spoilers, not if it's stuck. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to at least start off the anthology double feature with the monster club, Vincent Price horror movie from the 80s um yeah uh the official summary of the monster club in case you've never seen it before a vampire invites a horror writer to a secret club where monsters gather to drink and dance he soon regales the amused man with three tales of terror involving a lonely creature hunters of the undead and a mysterious village so <laughs> um yeah that's the monster club uh, what was the first time we watched this movie? Well, for the podcast. Okay. Mm, I, I also watched it for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, and you, you know, if I had already seen it, I don't know how enthused I would have been to like re-watch it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought it was fun. At least there were definitely some parts towards the end that I noticed I was kind of paying a little less attention and and I mm-hmm. kind of forgot a cu- who a couple characters were um but other than that I there were some moments that I I genuinely laughed out loud <laughs> yeah I just it was just really I mean besides the Vincent Price scenes it was just like really hard to like hold my attention it just I don't know there it, it's just kind of just all over the place mm, yeah I mean yeah that that is definitely true and and none of the horror is like has i don't know it just felt like very ineffectual mm. the whole film like i just felt like really nothing for it yeah it's not a very scary movie i would say like the third uh vignette or whatever was probably the one that like was the most horror jason but like mm-hmm. it's not overly scary it's more you got your ghouls and your goblins and all that yeah yeah, the, the I I made a note about the the vampire movie that they showed part way through, and I was like, "Oh, vampire movie, wholesome family entertainment," <laughs> because that's kind of what it wound up being at the end mm-hmm. of that little short film. Was oh, look at this cute little vampire family who survived an attack of vampire hunters, and they're gonna live their life together now. <laughs> it, it almost did seem like a little campy, like a little family movie almost. Mm-hmm. 
that might have been my like besides the Vincent Price like crossover stuff. That might have been some of my the highlights for me. Also because it fe- features Donald Pleasance and Britt Eklund in that scene, so it's mm. like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, that that one gets a pass, I think, for me. But I don't know. Just the rest of it is just, and the musical stuff is so off kilter. <laughs> There's just something <laughs> so fucking weird about it. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Like this. This movie just does does not work for me. I don't. I like. I, I feel on the low end between the three of us that this one just really fell flat with me. Oh man, I love the music of this, even though it is. <laughs> it's Definitely. goofy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's so goofy. I I can't even imagine writing some of those songs. Yeah. Monsters rule. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that I They're that definitely- I. Might have been best one of the best lines for me. <laughs> oh, they're oh, they're yeah. definitely trying to rip off as much as they can, mm-hmm. and still trying to be like, no, it's original music, all original <laughs> music. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, got a few emails emails here. Sorry. Uh, Nick says I need to buy a copy of that genealogical poster that they have in the movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was great. I actually really good. liked that. <laughs> that was so silly. Yeah. I like how he had explanations for all of them. Like, <laughs> that was great. Uh, Jenny says the soundtrack for this movie fucks. Uh, Steve would dis- disagree with you on that, but yeah, I would. I, I would agree. The this, this soundtrack does fuck. There's a middle <laughs> song sung by a female-led band that went hard. That yeah. I was like, oh, dang, yeah, this this is pretty good. The other ones were either super goofy or like the last song that they ended on was kind of just meh, and I I didn't finish listening to it. <laughs> yeah. um, but there were some there were some moments, you know. Mm-hmm. It's this movie every time it tries to show a little bit ed- a little bit of edge, it's dulled like immediately by something mm. ridiculous or a song or you know <laughs> it's yeah. just it, it it's just it's rounded. This is this is. PG. Yeah, it, it it's like they tried to get both sides of the coin of mm-hmm. adult friendly and kid friendly, but instead it just kind of got a little muddled. Like if they yeah. had just committed one way or the other, I think they could have made something that was a little less confusing in terms of atmosphere. Um, and I well, think they probably should have just gone full on with maybe being a little bit more scary and putting a little bit more gore and effects and things like that you know go a little bit harder with that stuff and i think the campiness would have balanced out a little bit better well and it's like who's this movie for yeah yeah what's the target market of this movie it's clearly for ghouls and ghosts i guess so (laughs) i guess so it's for the the people that put on a monster mash like unironically well and it's based it's based off of stories already written by an author right like the mm-hmm, author yeah. in the in the movie is supposed to be a real author that exists because yeah. I, I i read that he was a little unhappy with how old of an actor they got to portray as in the <laughs> movie <laughs> um but yeah so i wonder if maybe like sticking to some of that of those stories too like they they didn't have a lot of freedom in making it maybe a little more mm-hmm. interesting for the viewer i'm not quite sure i don't want to shit all over the the guy's stories because i obviously haven't read any of those either so i can't say how good or bad they are but maybe they just weren't very well interpreted in this movie maybe yeah um i think there's like a lot of cool imagery in this like there's that like thing where the stripper is stripping so hard that she becomes a skeleton yeah <laughs> yeah 
Like that, that, like, that's that's kind of a cool little effect animation thing that they had going. So yeah, and like the little things like that did make me chuckle and make me laugh. Yeah. Um, but it was almost kind of like um, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I recently finally watched the Thor movie, Love and Thunder. Uh, and that is a movie that way overdoes it with the quips and the silliness and the goofiness to the point where you're like, okay, I, I think I get it now. Um, and there are definitely some little things in here that I feel like maybe are a little bit like that, where they could have been a little bit more serious and a little bit more scary with it. Um, and I would have been able to buy into it a bit more and and pay attention um, and zone out less, especially in the last. The last one, I, I, I just, I couldn't. I, I was probably with you there a little bit, Steve, where I just couldn't really pay attention to it anymore. I was like, meh, it's a little, yeah, it, it is rounded. It's a little generic almost. There isn't anything to pull me into it so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kelly asked, what's your favorite segment? Um, and it's going to go into my favorite lines, but uh, the epilogue. Um. And and Vincent Price is like almost like humanity rap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just kinda like summing up that humans are the worst. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like such a happy like all's well that ends well because all of a sudden Chatwin Hayes is part of the monster club and everything and it goes out on this high note and it's like the the film is so fucking anti genre. Hmm. <laughs> It is mm -hmm. clearly like doesn't want to be a horror movie. <laughs> or at the very least, I think it, it tries to be fun. At the same yeah, time. and that's what makes it messy, though. Like mm -hmm. the this this fun musical that's like still trying to be spooky, but it's not really like I don't know. It it, it almost feels like a Saturday morning cartoon in some parts, and like yeah, it's just it it has. It, it, its tone is is both muddled and absolutely cleared, clear. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it, yeah, that's why it's still hard to be engaged with it. Yeah. Yeah, I I was kind of expecting to in that last little bit maybe something a little more sinister to come forward, or maybe the the revelation that he was actually going to be sacrificed the whole time. They just yeah. wanted to give him some entertainment before he died. You know, like. Like I was, I was expecting some some sort of shoot a drop on the other end of at the end of the movie, and it yeah. didn't ever seem like it necessarily did. Although I did enjoy that speech as well. <laughs> There's like no doom for like there, there there should have been some kind of Lovecraftian doom for mm -hmm. the person that's receiving these stories, yeah. but instead they're just like now that you've heard these stories, join our club, and it's just like a long like recruitment mm -hmm. video. Yeah. I don't know. It does. It it feels, I don't know. It feels off. Uh, yeah. For my favorite segment, I did like the ghouls. That that, that one did feel the most horror Jason out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked I liked Ham Vampire uh, Wholesome Family mostly just because I I do enjoy some good goofy camp and I felt like that was the story that kind of was the most like a story like it had. Mm -hmm beats to it that I could follow and kind of intrigued me for the most part. Yeah. And I felt like the vampire dad was just like I loved that character of the mm -hmm. vampire dad going to work and coming home and you know fighting off 
vampire hunters with their violin cases, although I felt <laughs> the kid was a little stupid sometimes, but he's a kid, so I forgave him. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, so I think, I think that one was my favorite just because that one felt like it had the most, the most drawing me into it. I will give honorable mention to the Chad mock, not because of the full segment, but just anytime he would whistle, I died. Oh, look, this is too funny. <laughs> he just whistles and destroys the chick's face. It's awesome. Uh, so good, but also so cheesy at the same time. Uh, that's it for the emails for this. Um, best line. There were some pretty solid quotes in this and lines. Anyone have any favorites? That Vincent Price ending the, about the horribleness of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked that one. I... Again, going back to the wholesome vampire family, the, where he sits up at the end and he's like, "It's a good thing I always wear this steak-proof vest filled with tomato ketchup." Yeah, it was so it was so stupid that it it's, wrapped around to making me laugh. So it was yeah. so dumb, such, um, just such a dumb wrap to that story. <laughs> um, so I appreciated that. I thought that was funny. And then there was just that one that one scene where they're carrying out. The vampire hunter who turned into a vampire in the co- they have to carry him out in the coffin and the gate keeps closing and there's like a music audio cue that goes along with that um that also ended up getting me so i i would like to give an honorable mention to that too even though it wasn't technically a line yeah i mean the the uh kind of like the monologue at the end there is pretty great so plus i mean come on it's vincent price like, yeah mm-hmm. he is such a champion uh, anytime he's on screen, like even in, in a terrible performance, he's in a terrible movie. He's the best thing. Like spoiler for best performance, but it's like, yeah, there's a reason why you get someone like him in a movie like this. Yeah. He, he's why you have. He's why you make a movie like this. So. Um. Cool. Well, yeah. Best performance. Spoiler alert. Vincent Price. Um. I mean, it's just, he commands so much in the scenes that he's mm-hmm. in. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of a shame that they didn't, like, find a way to incorporate him more into one of the segments, even. Mm-hmm. Like... Even, like, a cameo. Like, just, like, a little, like, in the background or something. Yeah, like, I thought, like, especially because he's a vampire, so presumably he's mm-hmm. immortal. Like, I don't know, I thought it'd be really cool to, like, have him pop up in one or more of the segments and just, you know... Even if it's just him in the background or something, it would have been interesting, but they never really did that. And I was a little like, huh. I mean, I get why you're not going to have John Carradine just pop it up in that, but like, yeah, for sure, Vincent Price should have, should have uh, shown up a couple times, especially because his name is like Aramis or something. Like, he, so he's definitely, he's got like that oldish English kind of name. He's got a history. He yeah. could have been a roommate on What We Do in the Shadows. Exactly. Oh, he could have been. Hundred oh. <laughs> percent. He has one of those names. Yeah. Cool. Any other performances anyone can think of? I love uh-huh. Donald Pleasant so much. Um, yeah. Playing Pickering in this film. Um, he also has like a horror knowledgeable presence to him. Um, he's a fucking icon, even outside of horror. I mean, he was Blofeld at one point. Um, there's a lot to Donald Pleasance that I love. So it's just, 
and being a carpenter guy whenever I see him is just like, like yay mm-hmm. um Britt Eklund is gorgeous she was just so gorgeous mm-hmm. um 100%. and uh I mean John Carradine John Carradine also is a is just a complete legend on his own yeah um and I mean there's just there's a lot of great icons in this film for sure it's just it doesn't add up to enough Best kill. There's not a whole lot of kill in yeah. this. I went with Pickering just because yeah. it was probably the most satisfying, but Yeah. That that was mine too. But it's not I don't even feel like I don't even feel like great about my choice. <laughs> mm. It's like when you're a kid and they give you like uh socks as a gift, you're like, I, I mean I guess it's a gift, <laughs> but like is it really? Yeah, right. Then you get older and oh. you're like, I need socks. Like socks. that <laughs> That cat got melted. That counts as a kill. Yeah, that one's actually really good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with the cat as well. That one's, that one's actually pretty good. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. Just like a weird scene. That that for whole first story was kind of like... Like, I, I that's another one where I kind of expected maybe something a little more sinister to happen than... My... Like, the, the end was good. Like, it was a well-wrapped-up story. But, like, there wasn't anything that gave it that extra punch, you know? Like, thank you, Whistly Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he whistles. That's And, like, he, he brings all his relations in for this ball or whatever at the end. Yeah. And I, I thought they were going to be scary. I thought they were going to be, like, monsters or something that would terrify her. And she would run away and give up on the plan. And they just look like regular people. And I was very disappointed. I love the reveal of her and heard that she's all like fucking been scorched and all this stuff. And the guy has almost no reaction. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just kind of like, oh, so I guess that's you now. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Neat. And that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Well, this plan didn't work out the way I thought uh, it would. Oh, scorched face day. Eh? Oh, you still got a little bit of a mouth, I think. Is that a mouth? Uh, whatever. Did you bring that care. ring back? I don't care enough about this situation to react. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about the cat melting, but that was a very good kill. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. That whole, yeah, it's it, obviously we didn't really focus on much on it. It just, it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, dumbest decision. I mean, trusting Vincent Price. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, especially like how Vincent Price pops out in the beginning. Yeah, You're just gonna roll with this dude. Like, all right, I'll do any or give you anything you want. Really? Would you give him anything you want? I mean, he obviously takes advantage of that, and then you're just cool with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely felt like he was. Um, I don't know. It was a weird, weird thing with the. Yeah, the guy just being like, oh, yeah, you're fine. It's like, oh, yeah, I bit you, but don't worry. I didn't turn you into a vampire. Like, Yeah. Bro, I can't even trust you. You already, like, fucking bit me. You're trying to tell me you didn't turn me into a vampire? Like, come on. <laughs> the first story also, the, the for- forcing... I don't even remember what the relationship is between the the unreactive guy and is that his wife that he's forcing to like go and be in this manner with the 
the Shadmok guy. I can't even remember their relationship, but for forcing her to keep going back when she's like, nah, this guy is terrifying. I don't want to be there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, you should have known from the beginning that your plan was not going to work out very well, considering how scared she is of this guy. Even though, in my opinion, he's not actually that scary. No. Creepy, yes. Yeah. Like, not wanting to be around him because you're worried he's going to, like, do something. Like, that's one thing. But, yeah. like scary like i i don't know if he's like scary scary he seems like a guy that would like collect just like women's hair but like not that from their actual heads just like stuff that had fallen yeah like like, behind the scenes uh, behind the scenes creepy more so yeah exactly Uh, until i guess he whistles at you and then you're melted but i I did find it funny how the boyfriend was like you gotta go go through with the the wedding Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need, to, we need to get the the Shad Box like tons of money that he's got, and then yeah, we need to I get know this ring. <laughs> yeah, I know there's literally tons of red flags, but eh, yeah. just do this for me. Do me a and, solid. And then she literally gets caught like robbing the dude's safe like immediately after. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. Like, I'm not saying that you gotta be like taking forever, but like, come on, girl, like read the room. Wait, wait, wait till you get a better opportunity to go take this dude's wealth but or she could have just divorced him that would be also another way to take all of his money so (laughs) um yeah at least the ending to that with the boyfriend getting locked away in the asylum was like that that felt appropriate uh okay i think it's time to score this movie what's everyone thinking for a score Mm, um i might as well go first i'm gonna give this a three out of ten Oof. Dang. Yeah. I just like I, I I can't celebrate it, honestly. I just I felt really like dragged by this film. Mm. And uh Vincent Price and, and uh, Donald Pleasance can only do so much for me. Mm. Uh That's I'm gonna oh sorry. No, sorry, I was done. I was just gonna say I'm gonna go a bit higher, I think. I it's it is hard for me to rate this because there there were definitely some parts where I tuned out um not all of the stories yeah had that punch but i'm i'm kind of a sucker for the the silly schlock sometimes um and there was a lot of that in this movie um i'm thinking also of the scene where they're going to stake the vampire and the mother comes down and screams and they pause very briefly and give each other a look and then just keep going like i it maybe it is really just that vampire one that saves it for me um but I, I, I think I'm going to go, I think uh, maybe this is too high, but I'm going to go with a seven for this one. Um, I would rewatch this. I would watch this. I mean, I don't have kids now, but in the future, I would definitely watch this with my kids. This Maybe that's the, the thing, too, is I didn't I, I, I didn't really know anything about this movie going in. I forgot that Vincent Price was in it, so I didn't really have any expectations of it. Um, and it, it, it I, I think that saved it for me, too. Uh, I'll give this a 7 out of 10. I think it's fun. Mostly the aesthetic of this. Like, it's just a... It's a cool kind of, like, ghouls and ghosts kind of vibe. And I, I, I dig that. Um, I like the fact that they use the poster to kind of tell the story of the different types of creatures. And uh, it almost kind of makes you think that like, there were so many there that they could have easily done, like, a sequel with more of them. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I really... I think this movie's cool. I definitely think it's got faults, though. I think that definitely it's far from perfect, but I just have so much fun with this. I think Vincent Price really was perfectly cast in this. 
I don't know when he passed away, but this has to have been like. It was at, it was just after uh, Edward Scissorhands. Okay. So I think that would that was that was his final appearance, I believe. Okay. But yeah, I definitely like older Vincent Price like this. Like, mm-hmm. definitely was a vibe back then. So. <laughs> he was camp. He was he had fully embraced camp by that point. Yeah, I think. I think you have to be in Edward Scissorhands for sure. Yeah. yeah. He died in 93. Okay. Which, uh, so, yeah, three years after uh, Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Yeah, and like yeah. a little bit more than a decade after this came out. This was 81, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. You can also look me up on Letterboxd. Uh, my website stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on the Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time. That one's across Canada, wherever you get your uh, Chorus Radio Network. Uh, and I'm also on After the Credits. Uh, most recently, we did uh, our episode was on uh, the Evil Dead Rise. Um, so yeah, check that one out too. Cool. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, when I'm online, I'm hanging out on Instagram or Twitch under the username Tegronomicon. I upload movie scores for the movies we watched uh, on the podcast on my Letterboxd account under the username Circeanic. And I have a blog that I update every now in the blue moon um, when I do anything else online. Circeanic.home.blog Uh, cool. Well, I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala, Film Credit Kurt on Twitter, 3Ringers.com is where you'll find most of my stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see you all next time when we talk about All Hallows' Eve. And I can't promise it's going to be a positive conversation. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now.